0: Welcome to the Micro Niche Mastery Podcast, where we help you establish yourself in the perfect micro niche so you will get noticed and grow your business faster. And now, your host. His first micro niche was to be the most expensive service provider in his category, Ziv Raviv.
1: Hello, and today's guest is Matt Givanisi. He's a serial entrepreneur and online business owner, all the way from moneylab.co. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hey,
0: good. How are
1: you? Oh, man, I really appreciate you coming into this show. I've seen you build not just MoneyLab, but your other more specific uh, businesses. I wanted to have you here to kind of talk about what would you see as a micro niche and It's like Mm. tips to operate in it. So let's start in the beginning. What was your first micro niche you went into?
0: It was swimming pools, mainly like pool and hot tub care. And that was because I had just been doing that for a living. I was just working at a store. So it wasn't like I went out and tried to find a niche that that was micro or that was like, oh, I'm going to dominate in this niche because no one else is in it. I just was, I was already in it. It was just what I did. I've been in several other ones since then, but it's but that was the first. That was the first one.
1: So it was more like a passion for content marketing as a way to grow, like to, to succeed in in your current
0: niche. Or no, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a passion so much as like I had a desire to be my own boss. That was the first kind of like I've always been entrepreneurial in that sense where I would just start up little businesses here and there, you know, just as a kid or whatever. And there was a point in my career where I was working at this pool store for a long time. And, you know, I've been in the pool industry since I was 13. So I've just been doing it for so long. And I got to this point where this guy wanted to buy a store and then stick me in there as like the person who runs the store. I ended up not going through with that, but it was like I knew that at some point in doing what I was doing, I wanted to just be in control. I wanted to be my own boss because I just didn't like working for other people. Like I've just always just had some sort of like issue with authority or whatever. So
1: what did you know that you like what was the original plan when you went into being your own boss then?
0: The original plan was just to take what we were doing what I was teaching at the pool store to customers. And I knew very little about, well, I knew how to design a website. That's as far as I really, I knew how to do it. Because I I was working on website design while I was working at, in the pool industry as well. And so I knew that I wanted to kind of somewhere, like do something in that realm, but I didn't know how I was going to make money. The only two things I really knew were I could sell advertising, you know, if I get enough traffic. And I could recommend products via affiliate marketing before I didn't use Amazon in the beginning, but I knew like that's how I made money at the pool store was I would somebody would come in with a problem. I would help them solve their problem. And then I would go, hey, buy this chemical. This is gonna help you or buy this. And I would literally just be recommending products that we sold in our store. But I didn't wanna get into e-commerce. That wasn't, that wasn't appealing to me because I knew there was a lot of like, Work in the shipping and and packaging and all that stuff, and I just didn't want to be a part of that. And then there's drop shipping, but that gets more complicated when you start to add chemicals into the mix, and it's not as easy to do. So for me, it was like kind of I knew it was going to be in the pool space, and I knew I was going to help customers just take care of their pools and, and hot tubs. Money wise, it was like you know AdSense was big at the time, so it was like okay, AdSense is where I can start and affiliate marketing, really.
1: And how long did it take to actually see some results that made you go Ugh.
0: like, whoa? No, yeah. I mean, probably longer than it should have taken me. I, I think I was a little bit wishy-washy on that whole... That was a time in my life where I wasn't very productive. You know, I was... Because I was working a normal job and I would then I would come home and go on the computer a little bit. Mostly working on... Like I was working on a a website for my band and that was like taking up all of my time and so this is like a third thing that I was working on and I wasn't, I was a little lazier in my youth than I am today. So, I would say it probably took about a year or two to see like a hundred bucks a month from AdSense and go like, and I just, but I, I knew it was, like I may not have worked on it intently but I kept telling myself that, this was going to be my career path. I knew I was going in that direction. It just took me a long time to sort of fully dedicate myself to it.
1: So what, would, what was your second jump where you, you, you're you doing $100 a month and what did you do to really scale it up?
0: Well, I tried to do a bunch of different things. Like I, I had that website and it did okay. It was like extra money, but nothing that would be, Livable on or or any of that. The first time I saw a livable wage from it was actually when I had already been laid off from my job. So this was probably seven or eight years into maybe, yeah, I'll say seven years into actually working on it and having and birthing it. So I, I technically launched it in 2004 or I bought the domain in 2004. I really launched it or had a actually had a website in 2006. And then I got laid off in 2011, and it wasn't until that year where I started seeing a $40,000 a year income, which was, I'm like, okay, that's what I was making at the store, so I could move over to that. But yeah, that was the jump, but it took, if anything, I would say it was, you know, it's hard to say what really pushed it, but I did sort of rededicate myself to I had this sort of change in my process, which was, I was just trying to, you know, in the beginning, I was just trying to write articles to rank, you know, and try to make money on affiliate marketing. And I, and the articles were garbage and were terrible articles. And there was a point where I was like, and I think it was when I found Corbett Barra Fizzle and he was kind of saying like, instead of trying to write for the robots, you should just write helpful stuff, like just write really good stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I wasn't really a writer. But I was like, all right, I could get on board with this idea of I'm going to really try to make an article that is not just like appeasing the Google bots, but also like, or but trying to to really help somebody. And I know that sounds insane to say, like seven years into it, but that's when you. I think I was led down a path of like, here's how to win the internet. You just have to put words on the page, and it doesn't. I didn't really think about the end consumer. I was really just thinking about my bottom line which wasn't growing. And until I switched to that sort of like, oh, I'm actually going to make helpful videos and helpful infographics and helpful articles that are in-depth as much as they need to be while still being a very terrible writer. But when I saw, I started to see traffic grow. And then obviously income just sort of grows from that because with affiliate marketing, as long as you have affiliate links on the page and as long as you have AdSense on the page, like things are just going to move up. They're just going to increase as traffic increases.
1: So it sounds like if you had to give yourself like this one lesson back, if you could like go back in time and talk with Matt that is still uh, working. Yeah, for, I,
0: I built a time machine to do exactly that. I, yeah,
1: what, what would you tell yourself?
0: <laughs> so there is an article on Money Lab where I pretend to build a, a time machine and go back because yeah, I thought a lot about this. It would be giving that advice that I got from Corbett much earlier. So back in, I would take that, Advice that I maybe learned in 2011, 2012, and go back into 2006 and be like, look, the way that you win this, like, don't worry about the money right now, because that's what I was worried about in the beginning was like, I have to make money as fast as humanly possible. And so I'm basically selling my soul to the devil to make money, which is like spinning articles and creating this crappy pieces of content. And I would have told myself, like, this is how these guys are doing it. Like, you're going to follow these guys, but these guys are going to be wrong in the next. 4 years. The way that you win the internet is Google's going to become a person that can look at your articles and go is this good or not? Yes or no, as a human being and not just as a robot like counting how many keywords are on a page. And so I would have told myself like invest in basically building what I consider to be the textbook for pool care. Think about everything from a a perspective of this is a you're writing the manual for these people and they need that. And if I, and, you know, and and starting doing videos much earlier too would have been huge for me. That's what I would go back and kind of say, like, don't focus on traffic, but in the sense of like somebody should read this and then want to send it to their friend who also owns a pool who is having a similar issue, go, this is the article.
1: Nice. I remember uh, I used to think about if only I would know about backlinks earlier. Right. And then if only I would have started with podcasting earlier.
0: You know what, though? That was the, one of the, this is why I, I kind of run on the train of like backlinks are bullshit because I, because ser- that's the first train I was on. Yeah. What, well, that was who I was learning from was people who are just like, the content doesn't matter. What matters is, is how many backlinks you can get to that content. You will win if that's what you do, if that's where your focus is. So I used to have spreadsheets of my day job, my side job, I guess in this case is not writing the article. It was like just crapping out some shitty article. And then it was like, no, now you have to crap out 30, 50, 100 more shitty articles to submit to all these other (laughs) websites to get backlinks to this one post that's already shitty. So I did all of that and then got complete and then lost all my traffic because I was practicing this, this method of traffic building. And that's why I'm like, I switched from not so much caring about the backlinks to the site, but actually making uh, the original article so good that Google kind of naturally rewards you. And then anybody who's writing articles about the same subject are gonna Google you, you come number one, and then they start to backlink to you kind of automatically and naturally. So for me, it's just like, why? yeah, that was where I started spending my time. That said, it takes much longer to get that traffic, but once you do, you're there. Like It's the longevity of not having to play this backlink game is for the better.
1: So your second business that you went into, a micro niche, was all about coffee. Yes. tell us how fast did you take did it take you on the second one to reach like maturity level because these days you make you're very transparent about your businesses mm-hmm. you share it all on money lab and yeah. you make hundreds of thousands of dollars with your online businesses
0: Yes that website took 2 years and that whole experiment was to okay I you know it took me 14 years to, to take some university where it needed to go can, now that I've learned all these lessons and really just messing up for 17 or 14 years, can I take all of the things that I know works on a website and can I apply that to something new in a, in a very difficult niche? Like coffee is not an easy one to, to rank for. Could I do it? And yes, I was able to do it in two years. And the way that I did it, and this is unfair to anyone who's like starting a website, I hired a writer and wrote an article every single week for two years. So by the end of two years, we had 104 articles on the website, and there was no keyword research done. Everything was done. This was a mistake that I, again, if I were to go back and do it again, I would would have done it differently. But I was a coffee drinker and really interested in the subject, and so I just sat there and wrote 100 questions that I had about coffee, and basically had the writer just write an article and publish it every Monday, for, for two years. And we ended up getting up to about 100,000 visitors a month with no backlink building, no marketing whatsoever, uh, no social media, just publishing articles, doing, you know, and having the site be really fast and all those things. And then we ended up making, you know, in the first a year or two, because I ended up selling the site for, and I'll, I'll explain that too, but like I had Amazon not, cut our commission rate, it probably would have been making like upwards of like $80,000 a year, you know what I mean? So by its second year, which is unbelievable. And I know that the person who bought it was able to scale that ridiculously by just writing more articles and getting up to like millions of visitors a month. So it's possible to do in a short period of time, but you have to be dedicated to like doing the, the right thing.
1: And uh, you did sell it at some point, mm-hmm. and which you explain actually quite in depth in your blog. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we'll put a show in the show notes, we'll put the link to yeah. where they can listen to that and learn more about that. Uh, but I want to ask you like in those two years of literally just doing high quality content in the coffee yep. niche, uh, did you already use like what you teach in your SEO for bloggers course, which is the method of like creating a one-stop shop For a topic, did you already know that?
0: Yeah, I had already known that. What I didn't know, well, I did know this, but I didn't practice this during those two years. Keyword research. So when you mix the, you know, the power of like writing good content, so it's like I did things in kind of reverse. It's like I was I started my career really early with keyword, like aggressive keyword research and going after long tail, just really. The unsexy, unfun part of like writing content of doing any online business or at least a media business. And so I did, I started with that and then I got away. And then once I switched over to like, all right, well, forget about keyword research. Let's just like work on the content itself, which is what Corbett had taught me. And I was kind of like, well, then we don't really need to do the keyword research part. We can just focus on making high quality, one-stop shop type of content. And I don't mean that in like a lengthy way. I just mean like trying to, cover the topic as in-depth as you possibly can in the shortest amount of words. And from there, I went back and started to relearn keyword research after that experiment, you know, after those two years and went, man, if I had mixed those two strategies together, you know, aggressive keyword research plus, you know, that really high uh, quality content, it would have been game, I would have gotten to, a much bigger position and a much more traffic, much more income in those same two years, but way, way more. uh, Had I just like done some keyword research and prioritized my content schedule based on that. So that's, yeah, that's basically it.
1: If you had to like choose a niche right now to start another business to write about, what would Mm. be your way of like making the decision?
0: I would probably start from a product perspective, I've certainly shifted my, you know, like when I first started Swim university, my monetization strategy was selling ads on, you know, so basically and affiliate marketing, those two methods, those two methods of monetization, the unfortunate part of that is that it requires a a lot of traffic, like an insane amount of traffic to actually make good money from that, which is, it requires a lot of content creation and, and a lot of like It's a a lot of discipline. If I were to start something from scratch again, I would start with a digital product of some kind. I would create a course or a software product or I would have the monetization product down first. I would not be doing affiliate marketing, would not be selling advertising at all. I would start with that because with that, you now have many different methods to selling that product, right? You can have to start a content business if you don't want to. You had some seed money, you can invest in Facebook ads or paid advertising and just drive traffic directly to it and just sell the thing as is. I know companies that don't have blogs. That's what they do, just sell via that. And that just gives you the option, not saying I would do it that way, but that's certainly an option. And then work in reverse. So knowing what my product is and go, okay, like now I need to write content to rank on Google but i want to make sure that i'm attracting the right people on google that are going to find my article, read it and go this guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, he's got a course, a software that helps me with the same thing. Great. So that way at least the traffic that i'm building i know is going to convert into sales because if i was just doing affiliate marketing, i'm playing this game now where i have to i'm recommending the same product over and over and over again which is great, but i'm only making 10% maybe on the sale when I could be the creator of that product and make 90% or even close to hundred percent, depending on what the product is. So that's certainly like where I think I would do things differently. Like currently with, uh, I have a site that I got into called brew cabin because I'm a home brewer. I went about it the other way, which is like, I started with content first and got some traffic and now I, I just built a course and started selling that. And it's like okay, well now I have to connect the dots, and so now I kind of have to like go. Oh, I have this product, and now I have to like kind of work backwards. And not every single one of my articles is going to like do a great job at selling that product because some of those articles are affiliate articles, or you know, not really based around the topic of the the course. So that's what I that's how I would do it. Because again, that monetization strategy, you're in much more control of where your dollar comes from because you know, I've been burned by Amazon twice, and I don't feel like having to rely on Amazon for my income. It just really makes me sick that they can, at any given point, go, hey, we're just going to give you less money for doing the exact same thing. It's like, okay, that's basically the same as working for a boss, and no thank you. So I'm, I still do it, but it's, I consider it like extra money as opposed to the main source of income.
1: Matt Chivanisi, this has been great, and there's so much to talk about with you because you, you just go into these micro niches and you build businesses and you serve those people. So it's wonderful. Give us three reasons why we should all go right now to moneylab.co and learn more about those experiments that you do there.
0: Honesty, transparency, and entertainment.
1: And I would say I'm to all of these because you can go to moneylab.co right now and get all of that and much, much more. You can actually learn... The different ways, the, like totally all the tactics, all the strategies, all the, mm-hmm. the techniques, the tools that Matt uses in his different businesses online and how he's making money. What, but not just how he makes money, but also how he like, basically loses money when, yeah. when making a mistake. You always uh, are very transparent. So guys, head over to moneylab.co and check uh, Matt Givanisi out. You will be glad that you did. Thank you so much, Matt. It's been a pleasure to have you here in the podcast and I'll talk to you soon, man.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. This show was brought to you by dailycookie.co where you can finally feel supported. Daily email love, now delegatable. Visit dailycookie.co for a collection of free resources on how to use copywriting and daily emails to grow your micro niche business today.